0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Folks, I thought on the final day before I take a little hiatus, before I go on a little bit of a vacation, it would be one of those blasé days in the world of sports. And I even mentioned this again to Mike Flegelman as we were leaving early in the morning. Man, should be an interesting show on Wednesday. Who the hell knows what we're going to be talking about? Little did I know I would stumble into not one, not two, but three massive stories that, for what it's worth, if I would have found out about any of them while I was on vacation, I might have pulled out the stupid phone. I might have got scolded by my girlfriend, by maybe some Colombian natives, probably wondering what the hell I'm saying. And I would have been yelling and screaming about these topics because we have ourselves... As loaded and as jam-packed the show as you're going to find for what? February the 5th. A couple of days after Super Bowl LIV. And I'm going to start first with the two massive baseball stories. And then I will save my thoughts for the New York Knickerbockers and the dismissal. Hallelujah. Thank heavens. Of Steve Mills. But because I think it could get a little too congested, let's start with the two baseball stories. Number one, the terrible news if you're a New York Mets fan. Because the promise that you were sold a couple months ago is that hope and dollars and big money was on the horizon. That Steve Cohen, who is the basis of the character of Bobby Axelrod, That many of you watch on the Showtime Show Billions. This hedge fund billionaire, diehard Mets fan, was in the process of buying the team, taking over the team, and a new era was about to dawn on the franchise. You were given that hope back in November, and you started to dream, well, what are the Mets going to look like when Steve Cohen is the guy? How much more money are they going to spend? Are they going to be in on the big free agents? Are they going to be the team, not the Yankees, not the Dodgers, to go and give a particular player a $300 million contract or a $350 million contract? These were the visions, the hopes, the dreams of many Mets fans when they got that news back in November. All of that positivity has gone Pretty much out the window with the news you get regarding Steve Cohen basically backing out of this agreement, according to the New York Post, according to a couple other sources, because of the fact that the Wilpons were looking to get involved too late into the game after the deal had been agreed upon, and Steve Cohen didn't like that one bit. And now Steve Cohen is saying, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. If indeed that ends up being true, if indeed that ends up being the case, it makes this offseason, which has been the ultimate roller coaster ride for the Mets. As far as offseason moves, nothing earth-shattering, nothing devastating. You like the Dylan Batances signing, Jake Marisnyk, whoop de doo Rick Porcello, Michael Walker. Forget all of that. Just the overall optics of this offseason. To go into November, hear this great news about Steve Cohen. And what he could potentially bring to the franchise. Then you have the hiring of Carlos Beltran. And within, I don't know, a couple of months, Carlos Beltran out. New manager Luis Rojas in. And now, we didn't even reach an official sale for goodness sakes. And according to the Post and multiple outlets, this agreement that brought such optimism, that brought such good feelings within the Mets fan, may be done. And if you continue to look at the way the Mets are being run, where we can all acknowledge they spend money to a point, they very much run their baseball team like a mid market baseball team, they don't run their team. Like they are in New York City. They don't run their team like they are a mega media market. The biggest media market in the United States of America. Since the Bernie Madoff situation, the Mets have not handled their business in that way. Have they taken care of certain free agents at times? Sure. We saw that with Jacob DeGrom, which contract now appears to be a bargain. We saw it with Yulian Aspenis when they decided to bring him back. We saw it with David Wright, but they spend to a point. Many Mets fans who are dying for their first World Series championship since 1986 were hoping that they would have an owner that would be willing to go above and beyond like the New York Yankees have had for years with the Steinbrenner family. And I know some Yankee fans will get on Hal and Hank Steinbrenner for saying they're not. George, they're not spending like the father. You don't see the Yankees with a $500 million payroll, but any Yankee fan complaining about payroll, I don't want to hear it. They just went out and gave Garrett Cole the moon and the stars to bring him in to be the missing piece. And I can guarantee you this, when the time comes for somebody that they love, the face of their franchise, Aaron Judge, when he is a free agent, they are not going to go down the dog and pony show That the Boston Red Sox just went down in losing Mookie Betts. And now he is a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers, which we will get to in a minute. What do I mean by all of this from a Mets standpoint? The Mets wanted to have a seat at the big table. The Mets were hoping with the Cohen purchase, they would be operating like one of the big boys. That money would no longer be an object in getting the best possible product you can on the field. Even though the Mets have had some years of success under this ownership group, I don't deny that. You can't sit there and tell me this ownership group has gone the extra mile to put a championship-caliber team on the field. They have not done that. Can't tell me otherwise. They have not gone that extra mile. So the hope that you could have had that within the next couple of years was as exciting as it gets. John Heyman reported maybe about two hours ago. Steve Cohen maybe can get a seat back at the table. That maybe they can find some common ground and work something out. Maybe we're sitting here in a couple weeks in this story that first broke from the guys over at Barstool who had it earlier in the day. And I know everybody was raising their eyebrows saying, wow, this can't honestly be the case. Then the New York Post, who was all over it, Mike Pullman, the guys, they absolutely killed their coverage. Brought this, like, feeling of sickness and doom and gloom back within the franchise. Because even though you're going to have a competent team on the field and a team that's got a chance to make the postseason, nobody would deny that going into 2020. But it's the idea of being the best of the best. You thought you were going to bring in an owner who was going to bring that sort of element to the table. Now that that could be very much in peril, and the main reason why is going to be the Wilpons getting in the way, let's just say they're not going to be getting a rousing ovation and a warm welcome the next time they're doing an event. Don't expect that to be the case. Met fans, a majority of them, wanted Steve Cohen as their guy. Now it looks like you're not going to get that wish. That's very tough to take. Then you get to the other story in Major League Baseball. And it speaks to what you could have potentially dreamed of if you were a fan of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Who a couple of years ago were at a low point in ownership. They were at a point where their franchise had become toxic. Baseball stepped in, took Frank McCourt and booted him. In comes the new ownership group. And they're spending crazy money. They're doing it the right way. They're bringing in high-quality baseball people. That was the sort of vision, not with the forceful action of a commissioner, but that's what you were hoping for with the Mets if Cohen came in. Well, now you've seen it from a Dodgers standpoint, everything the Mets could possibly dream of, as they use their financial resources to their advantage. And they knew, you know what? We missed out on Garrett Cole. want to sign him, couldn't get it done. We missed out on Anthony Rendon as he ends up a member of the Anaheim Angels. We see Hung Jin Ryu find his way to the Toronto Blue Jays. But guess what? We are going to make a splash, and we're going to do so in a big way. They go and they get Mookie Betts, one of the best players in all baseball. David Price soon. I'll be honest, from a Yankee standpoint, I'm kind of sad he's no longer going to be in the Boston Red Sox rotation. But a guy who will pitch well in the National League, a guy that Andrew Freeman knows well, and he could slide right in behind Buer and behind Clayton Kershaw. And now the Dodgers have put themselves in a position where they are, hands down, I think, the team that beat in the National League. Now, they have that choker label attached to them. They do. But they are showing you, hey, guess what? We're all in. We're going for it. I mean, look at that lineup right now with the likes of Cody Bellinger. You had Mookie Betts to the fold. You have Justin Turner. You have Max Muncie. Seeger. That is a terrific, terrific offensive team. They go the extra mile. And if I'm a Red Sox fan right now, folks, I am absolutely sick to my stomach. I understand Heim Bloom was brought in. To lower the payroll. I know there was the edict. From John Henry and ownership. Talking about bringing the payroll down. There are certain guys though. That you prioritize. To me there are certain guys. You don't mess with. Mookie Betts one of those players. Folks two years ago. He went out and he won the MVP for goodness sakes. This is a guy who I thought had a chance to be one of the best. Red Sox players Ever. He had that sort of trajectory. I mean, look at his run. Now Mookie Betts will go down with the Roger Clemenses and the Wade Boggs and the list goes on and on of great Red Sox talent that finds their way elsewhere. The Boston Red Sox print money. They print money. You're telling me they're going to let the guy who is the face of that franchise leave? For, all right, two top 30 prospects, decent deal, not overwhelming. It speaks to the fact that with only one year left on a the contract, there was only so much Boston was only going to be able to get back in return. They were not going to be able to get five, six top prospects. Not when Mookie Betts says one year on a deal, and he has said repeatedly he wants to be a free agent. But if I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, I am saying, what in the world is my organization doing? How can I not keep a guy who won an MVP for me on a world championship team two years ago? How is my team not going the extra mile to keep him? If I'm going to shed payroll, trade some other guys. You're going to trade away Mookie Betts? As somebody who roots for the New York Yankees, tell you this, I ain't shedding any tears. I am overjoyed and thrilled about the fact that that a guy who has been a thorn in the Yankees side for the last, I don't know, five or six years is now no longer going to be a problem, potentially, until you reach the World Series. That's the only time you're going to have to worry about seeing Mookie Betts. But this is a move that significantly weakens the Red Sox. Will Boom get it right at some point? Yeah, he's a good baseball man. But I am surprised the Red Sox did not choose to prioritize somebody as talented, somebody as special, somebody as likable as Mookie Betts. I wouldn't want to hear the spin from the Red Sox that this is the right course of action. Certain guys you don't mess with. To me, Mookie Betts is one of those players.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.